on this broadcast of the Take 12 Recovery Radio Show are those of the co-host and guest and do not necessarily reflect those of our affiliates. The topics and opinions on today's show should not be considered as medical, psychological, or professional advice. Take 12 Radio is not affiliated with any particular 12-step fellowship. And now, here's your host, The Man, The Myth, The Legend, The Monty Man. All the same, saved by grace is the name of the game. Turn around, hit the ground. Time to lay your burden down. Welcome, one and all, to the Take 12 Recovery Radio Show. Tony is in the studio. Good morning. Marv is in the studio. Good morning. <laughs> Denver. It's been a morning. It's been a morning. It's yeah, been, it's been a morning. It's been fun. It's been fun. Uh, my sound levels are just weird. I don't understand. Yeah, my headphones. Everything's like, weird today. Went up way loud after you did it. Just well, you told me to turn them up. Well, I know, but then it went like <laughs> now. You want me to turn them down? Just a little bit. Just that. There we go. Uh, okay. See now. All see, right. it was a placebo. I didn't even touch it. What's yeah. That huh? No, I didn't. <laughs> I'm just kidding. What's a placebo? A placebo, it's a fake, it's a, it's a like, pill. if we give you a pill and tell you that it's something, but it's really nothing, and then your body reacts to it like it was something. Oh, like glucose? No. No. Oh, okay. So if I tell you, if I, if I give you a pill, and it's only made out of sugar, but I tell you it's for your headache, psychologically, oh, your headache may go away. It's all, it's still all in the head. Gee, Tony Willie. It's all in the head. Okay. So, so it, it, <laughs> good Lord, Lordy, 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 why is my Poor mic Marv. so loud? Kim, there we go. See, I'm Kim, telling Kim you. Trails. Kim trails. No, I watched them make chemtrails the other day. Did you? They're by airplanes. Yes, they yes. are. I didn't know that. They're dumping chemicals. That's why they're called chemtrails. Oh. Yeah. 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 Well, it's that's true. a good idea. It's well, true. Yeah, <laughs> really? That's a good idea. <sighs> I don't. My, I, I, I've got my mic turned almost all the way down here, and it's I'm just telling you, blasting. it's weird morning. It's weird. Okay, there we go. That's better. 
that's a little better. Is that yeah. better? Is that's that better? better? You sound the same to me. Perfect. Sound the same to you? Perfect. What about you, Marv? I don't get what about it. About me. <laughs> <laughs> Marv's back from what? From the other Marv's end of the like stage. It's a weird morning. I don't. I don't understand. All right, there we go. That uh, maybe that's better. There we go. All right. Uh, and the topic this week is inventory takers, and I'm not talking about um, those of us who take our inventory. I'm talking about those of us who take other people's inventory. Right. Um, is it okay to take an inventory of someone else? And we're talking primarily to twelve steppers here. People that are in twelve step fellowships know. What an inventory is, or at least I hope they do. <laughs> and and in step four, we talk about uh, we made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves for the purpose of seeing our part in the things that disturb us, in the things we're afraid of, and in the wrongs that perhaps we took part in so we can prepare to admit these things to God or ourselves and another person and to continue on in a program of recovery that requires an amends process. Um, and so inventory is very important. Our tendency as human beings, however, is to take each other's inventory mm-hmm. and be maybe a little too quick to point out what you're doing wrong before we work on ourselves. Uh, now, the good book talks about this uh, when it says, uh, before you try to take the log out of your brother's eye, or the speck out of your brother's eye, take the log out of your own. In other words, your side of the street needs to be clean before you start, you know, trying to point out issues that the other person has. It doesn't say not to point them out. It doesn't say that we're not to do that, but it it does say that we are to check ourselves first. Um, So is it appropriate to take inventory of other people? Maybe yes, maybe no. We'll talk about that here in a minute. Uh, and what about people that have a tendency to do that on a regular basis? I've known a few. I've been one of those I've few. I've been a yeah. couple of those times. I think we all have. Um, so we're gonna be we're gonna be talking about that today. So um, I want to thank Jill P from Bellingham, Washington. <gasps> oh, that's almost near my hometown. Oh, that's yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's where you you you. Bellingham's re- way up there. That's my. It camera, is though. way up there. Uh, she donated $75 to Take 12 Radio last week. The nice. very day that the show aired when we expressed that we needed donations, she jumped on it. So, Jill, thank you so much for that. Which brings me to and this point. And people may not think that's a lot, but that's a lot of money. It is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, really, it is. $75 is a lot of money for me, mm-hmm. you know. Um it, it it pains me to do this, but I'm going to have to do this until we can get caught up on our bills here. This is that time of year when all this stuff starts coming due. And so the listeners, if you're brand new to the show, you won't know this. If you've been listening for a while, you do. But it bears repeating. Nobody gets a paycheck here. This is all volunteer. Every penny that we receive goes to keep Take 12 Recovery Radio on the air. It goes to equipment maintenance. It goes to maintenance of the office and the audio booth. Um, It goes to our expenses to keep us operating. And this year, it's been very slim. We've got a couple of folks that do reoccurring donations, uh, and we appreciate you so, so much. We've got a couple of platinum sponsors. um, But 
it's been very slim, and we're <laughs> we're getting dangerously close to oh, wow. some things being. Now you know what? Here's the great thing about it. I'm really not worried about it, but I also believe that you receive not because you ask not, mm-hmm. and it's okay to speak up and say. I need help. And that's an issue we have in recovery a lot of times is we don't want to tell each other when we, we need help. Yeah. And, and it may not be necessarily financial. It may be, you know, just emotional support or, 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 you know, moving a couch or, you know, <laughs> I don't I don't want to ask anybody for help. You know, we need to be able to learn how to do that. So um, the way you can help us financially, if you're so inclined, uh, is to first Pray about it and make sure that you're not taking from your needs to help us. We don't ever want you to do that. Um, but if you feel that God is laying it on your heart to help support Take 12 Recovery Radio, just go to Take12Radio.com, scroll to the bottom of the page, and click on the Donate button, and I'll tell you there are several ways you can do that. And we would appreciate it very, very, very much. So thank you, Jill, uh, from Bellingham, Washington. Thank you, Jill. Uh, for answering the call to that. Very, very uh, appreciated. Yes. Um, let's see here. What's Stop next? Right there. Okay. It's time for Weekly Wine. The baby. <laughs> That's almost as funny as the baby when you say yeah. that. It never gets old. <laughs> okay. So, anybody, anybody got anything to whine about? Anybody? Marv? Uh, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Tony? Uh, can I do that on air? If you want to. <laughs> <laughs> Businesses who treat you horribly after you've been there loyally. Yeah, when, you, when you've when been an, a, lo- a loyal employee or business partner or whatever. It kind of stings. And you, and you, you, you bend over backwards and you work and work and work to make them look good. And then they treat you like the enemy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's never fun. That's a that's a legitimate wine. How about you, Denver? Any any whining to do this week? No, none. <laughs> I got a lot, but I know nah, Denver's like he keeps saying I, that. I'm saving, I'm saving my picnic basket up for one beautiful day. <laughs> one beautiful wine. <laughs> one beautiful wine. Yeah. <laughs> oh not, lord. Well, I've got that's one. gonna be a whole bottle of wine. <laughs> oh, I get it. Oh, brother. <laughs> Had to go there. <laughs> so my wine has to do with fish and chips. What's wrong with fish and chips? I love fish and chips. Uh, but here's the thing. So on the menu, and this is not just limited to one restaurant. Lots oh, okay. of restaurants do I was going to say, are you putting this at one direction? No, no. This is a lot of them. All right. So, so you have, you have a, a caption at the top of the menu that says, dinner entrees. Okay, and below the entree thing, it says, all meals include the following. And I'll have a list of stuff. that's Coleslaw and things of such. Yeah. So uh, this particular menu, along with many others, reads, uh, your choice of French fries, mashed potatoes, uh, choice of vegetable, And maybe onion rings or something like that, right? (laughs) Okay, so you go down and there's several different entrees. One of the entrees is fish and chips. (laughs) What? Okay, so the fish and chips means fish usually and french fries of some Mm -hmm. kind. Correct. Okay, so you would think that 
if this includes a choice of these other items, I should be able to ask for extra French fries, right? Because the entree is fish and chips, mm-hmm. right? The meal includes choice of French fries, mashed potatoes, coleslaw, whatever your choice is. So I don't want the coleslaw. I don't want the mashed potatoes. I want the French fries that goes with my fish and chips. That's a double order of French fries. <laughs> He's already... <laughs> well, doesn't it just make sense, Barb? So they go, um, we're sorry, sir, but it comes with fries. I go, that's my point. <laughs> now, I can have fries with, with the steak and mashed potatoes. But I can't have mashed potatoes with the steak and mashed potatoes. You see what I'm saying? It's not right. It's very irritating. Wait, do you get two choices or just one? Well, yeah, you get two choices. You okay. get these sides. Oh, oh, you so get these they're sides. saying like if you wanted fries, you can't get extra fries? Is that no, but it says you, but I can get coleslaw. Well, why can't I get the fries <laughs> that are up there? You try to explain this to a waitress who just graduated elementary school, evidently, <laughs> she can't put it together. She's like, I, I, I don't understand. You went to McGrath's then, too. I'm not saying we're... <laughs> oh, oh, man, there's Burn the bus. Them I'm, I'm Burn sorry. them down. Okay, so it's the same principle as 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 the, the pizza problem. Okay. <laughs> So you go into a pizzeria of your choice, <laughs> right? God. And you You're order redo this, you, you? you order a large pepperoni pizza. That but happens. you only want half pepperoni, half cheese. <laughs> so I say take the pepperoni from the one side and put it with the pepperoni on the other side. So so the one side actually has extra pepperoni. But now they want to charge you for extra pepperoni. No, no, no. I'm ordering a pepperoni pizza. Just move the pepperoni from one side and put it on the other side. Well, that's extra pepperoni. No, it's not. It's the same pepperoni. I don't understand. Mar- Marv, our generation gets, gets the math on this. It's pretty simple. But... I am telling, and so then they point to a sign on the wall <laughs> that says "No oh substitutes," God. right? Oh. And you say, "Why can't you do that?" Well, the sign says so. The sign says so, but it's not a. Substitute. Can you think for yourself? Can evidently not. <laughs> you know. So does a sign sign your paycheck? I don't know. Well, it's at McDonald's, weird. you never know. The sign could sign the paycheck. <sighs> Could be could be the end of times as it we could, know them. It could be the end. I'm sorry. If you get a giggle out of Marv, that's a good idea. Yeah, it could be the end of times. <laughs> oh, boy, oh, boy. So I guess we better have a win, right? We got to have a win. <clears throat> All right. So, so the win this week is we had a fabulous time at Recovery in the Park. Marv did not show up. Monty takes a drink of his bang. <laughs> Marv was having a good time down in hey, Klamath. I, where? I, I won Fort, with Fort y'all. Klamath. Fort Klamath. We Fort said Klamath. you were in Medford. Yeah. And and what did you say? You said something like what? Like, what's Medford or something? I said he's oh. getting medic. 
He's getting medicated med- in a Ford. He's medicated in a Ford. I didn't get it until Ford. I listened to it after the show. Right. Like at home. And I was like, oh. And James had like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I thought that was really what he did. So he was down he was down uh uh down in that part of the country. Um medicating. Medicating in a Ford. <laughs> um <laughs> But anyway, no recovery in the park. We had uh, they estimated about twelve hundred people this year, so it went up about two hundred. That's a wonderful number. Um, Yeah, yeah, and it was down at Monteith Park, at Monteith River Park in Albany, Oregon. And we have a um, recap meeting actually tomorrow at eleven o'clock to kind of see, look at some of the things we did right, and kind of look at some of the things that we can improve on. And uh, start forming some ad hoc committees uh, for next year. They've they've never done that. With the hot dogs was like. Overrated. I love the hot dogs. I did too. Well, I know, but especially our waitress, our waitress, our waitress that was, kept oh, that kept going that back, getting us hot dogs. I she sold hot dogs. <laughs> oh, okay, I didn't steal. We them. go, we go. Tony brought us hot dogs, and then we go. Can you get some more? So she brought us some more, and then we go. Can you get some more? And she brought us more. <laughs> but the two tables that was ridiculous. You should have had them coming from both sides instead of just one. And then having the well, that's why you need that's why you need a kitchen coordinator, so to yeah. speak. And so we're going to work yeah. on that too. So um, next year, well, that's we'll be... where I got all the hot dogs from. Was that second table? <laughs> <laughs> so um, I came back with was six had by hot all. dogs at one point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I stole put some in James's. Yep, wait, wait, what did you say? I put some in James's pocket. You said stole. I didn't say that. Oh yes, you did. Oh, I oh, heard it's it. on the tape. Oh, it's on. You want us to rewind and play? <laughs> Listen to it tonight. It's there. <laughs> I permanently deleted six hot dogs. Okay. <clears throat> All right, so um, we're gonna take a break and uh, talk about the upcoming uh, wonderful uh, music CD. <laughs> <laughs> That's coming out in approximately two weeks. Um, and then we're going to play a little trivia. And then we'll get to the topic, uh, inventory takers. So don't go away. Check it out. Turn around, hit the ground, time to lay a burden down. Hey, coming very soon is something very exciting and a little bit weird. It's Cecil Sings with songs like Sweet Caroline. Sweet Hotel California. Welcome to the Hotel California. You got a friend in me. You got a friend in me. The Piano Man. Sing us a song, you're the Piano Man. Sing us a song. And Cecil's favorite, The Rainbow Connection. Someday we'll find it, The Rainbow Connection. The lovers, the dreamers, and me. Cecil Sings is a collection of iconic songs that are sure to put a smile on your face. Right, Cecil? That's right, Auntie Man. And tell the folks the best part. Well, Cecil, the best part is Cecil Sings is absolutely free. That's right, Monty Manny. And tell them, tell them how they can get it. Go ahead, tell them. I am. Don't get pushy. Uh, simply go to Take12Radio.com and click on Follow Me on Podomatic. Once there, sign up for free to our podcast by clicking on the Follow button. You can even download our app for iOS or Android so you can take Take 12 Recovery Radio on the go. 
Once you become a Podomatic member, you can download Cecil Sings. Just scroll the page until you find Cecil Sings. And that's it. Hey, Monty Man, Monty Man, folks can donate to help keep our shows on the air by clicking on the PayPal button or by visiting our main website at Take12Radio.com. And at the bottom of the page, they can click on the Donate button. We would really appreciate it. So don't miss out. Keep your ears and eyes open because Cecil Sings will be made available very soon. Very soon. All right, everybody, it's time for Take 12 Trivia. Brought to you by that award-winning recovery magazine, the 12-Step Gazette. Visit their website at 12stepgazette.com. Now take it away, the Monty Man. Here we go. Fourth uh, of July trivia. All right, um, here's your first one. Bang, bang, boom, boom. Yeah. <laughs> John Hancock was the only member of the Continental Congress to formally sign the Declaration of Independence on July 4th, 1776. True or false? Did that really happen on July 4th? What did I just say? (laughs) (laughs) No, that was a serious question. John Hancock was the only member of the Continental Congress to formally sign the Declaration of Independence on July 4th. 1776. Well, Is that I'll say true? true, obviously, because people are false. <laughs> I'm going to say false. You say yeah. false? The only one? No, I don't believe so. I believe there was more signatures that day. Tony, you're correct. Oh, that, 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 you, really? you guys are not <laughs> correct. I didn't even know nothing about that, huh? <laughs> the other signers of the declaration did not formally sign it until August 2nd, Ooh, 1776. John late. Hancock was the only signer on the 4th of July. Uh-huh, and people H- thought I was the stupid one. H- hence the comment, <laughs> you're John Hancock. Yes. Put your Jan- John Hancock. <laughs> All right, here's number two. The now American-celebrated song, Yankee Doodle. Who's that? Oh, boy. <laughs> Is that a person? Yankee Doodle went to town riding on oh, a pony. Oh, my Grammy used to sing that song. Okay. okay. So now you're on the same page. <laughs> okay, the American celebrated song Yankee Doodle was originally written by officers of the British Army. Why did they write the song? Here's your choices. Doodle rhymed with noodle and they <laughs> loved their strudel. <laughs> I'm going with that one. Where do you get this? Where do you get this stuff? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. That's the best thing I've heard on the show in, like, okay. almost two and a half years. Okay, that's that's A. B, here's <laughs> your second choice, to make fun of backwards Americans. Or C, they were bored and actually had nothing better to do. What's a backward American? I think they were making fun. Yeah, I think I go with Marv. The British were making fun of us? Okay, what do you so. say, Denver? Yeah, they were poking at us. Yeah, you guys are right. They were making fun of us. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, the British Army was making fun of us. All right, here's uh, number three. Excuse me. How many hot dogs would you... (laughs) Six. (laughs) Come on, you guys. Oh, my gosh. How many hot dogs would you guess are consumed on the 4th of July in the U.S.? Here's your choices. Here's your choices: twenty-five million, seventy-five million, or two hundred and fifty million. 
What do you think, Marv? 250. Tony? I go with Marv because I nicely borrowed six of them. Six of the 250 million? <laughs> what do you think there, Denver? God. 25, 75, or 250? <laughs> Little hot doggies. Remember the six I took. That's just for the day? That's for the day, yeah. Yeah, go with the top number because I consume about six. A yeah, you guys, <laughs> you guys are right. Two hundred fifty million and up. It's a lot of wieners. A lot of Oscar Mayer. All right, and here's your bonus. What? What is? <laughs> what is the proper and most respected name of this holiday? And here are your choices. Oh, I know this one. The Fourth of July, Freedom Day, or Independence Day. Tony. Denver? It made a great Hollywood movie. I'm going with Independence. Marv? Yeah. Yes, it is actually called Independence Day. Fourth of July is just the date on the calendar. It is Independence Day where we celebrate our independence. That's what I would name my horse. Independence Day? Uh huh. Ooh. Ooh. That sounds like a cool name for a horse. Tony, you can't have a horse. (laughs) James, you can't have a horse. There we go. Okay. <laughs> hey, listen, um, coming up in Lifeline Connections alumni invent, invent, invite everyone in recovery to the fourth annual summer barbecue, uh, food, fun, raffles, games, face painting, face painting, Tony, uh, a dunk tank, a dunk tank for Denver, and a bouncy house for Marv. <laughs> Uh, celebrating recovery and providing a fun, safe social event for people in recovery. It's a fundraising event sponsored by Lifeline Connections alumni with proceeds going to support future recovery-focused events for families. This is at the Face Center in Vancouver, Washington from 3 to 6 p.m. July 28th. So we're going to be talking about that until the event. July 28th, Lifeline Connections. They're part of the uh, Southwest uh, Washington Recovery Coalition thing that we go to. Yeah. 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 So uh, cool. for- a fourth annual nice. summer BBQ uh, for that, and uh, I, I, I would be, um, I would be mis, I would, I would be, I would be, what would I be? <laughs> Miss, missled, apparently. I would be Obviously. something remiss. Remiss. That's the way. I, if I didn't mention uh, number thirteen, twelve, and eleven of the top nineteen things people complain about while on oh. summer vacation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's not forget that little. Guy. Yes. Here's number thirteen. I compared the size of our one-bedroom suite to our friend's three-bedroom, and ours was significantly <laughs> smaller. Why? Because <laughs> how old were they? I mean, d- doing the math. Can you imagine being at the front desk and hearing this? And they're smaller. Oh, I- our one-bedroom suite is smaller than our friend's three-bedroom suite, and we want to know why. I would seriously, I would laugh in their face. I believe you. We, 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 we are laughing. Yeah, here's number 12. Uh, it took us nine hours to fly home from Jamaica to England. It took the Americans only three hours to get home. Oh, once again, math. This seems unfair. Wait, is that racist? I don't think no. so. No, no. But it is a problem with math. All right. I... I yeah. <laughs> How many Americans were there? <laughs> yeah, that could, <laughs> Wait, was America closer? Uh, yeah. Well, evidently it took 
nine hours for the Jamaicans oh. to go to go home. Then yeah, I'm doing. I the, don't know I'm math. Doing, good. I'm doing the math. All right, okay. number eleven in the top nineteen. <laughs> uh, this complaint was the roads were uneven and bumpy, so we could not read the local <laughs> guidebook during the bus ride to the resort. Because of this, we were unaware of many things that would have made our holiday more fun. <laughs> That's sad. I feel bad. For I them. can't read the map. Put the bottle down. Put the bottle down. <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, uh, next week we'll do number 10, 9, All and 8. Right, let's get them I'm, done. I'm going to miss oh, this list when it's gone. Okay. Weird. All right. Inventory takers is a topic uh, this week. <laughs> inventory takers. People that take other people's inventory. All right. So let me ask you guys this. Have you ever... Had somebody in a in a very uncomfortable, unpleasant way take your inventory and call you out on something that you felt they really had no business doing. Ever experienced that, Marv? Marv's thinking. He is too. Yeah, I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking. Maybe we ought to jot that down. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think probably a few times, maybe. Yeah. Tony, what about you? Anybody take your inventory? Made you uncomfortable and thought, wow, who are they? This is a daily occurrence at my work all the time. But no. You don't work there. Well, not in seven hours. In two days, I won't. Yay! But but, uh, no, you know, I think it's a daily occurrence with anybody all the time. And it is with me because... My family does it for me all the time. They take my inventory, but I don't think they have a right to. Okay. Denver, what about you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, I have. <laughs> and, and you know what? Sometimes uh, I reflect back, and they probably should have helped me yeah. know about it. But there have been plenty of times that uh, it, it really I don't feel mm-hmm. personally they probably should have uh mm-hmm. told me that i had a problem and i need to take care of this because i'm living with that problem yeah you know during this change in my life or whatever's going on but yeah there's there's plenty of people out there that has taken my inventory some of them just blurted it out and sure. it, it didn't do me any good all it did was cause a resentment and that just built mm-hmm. so would it have, would it have done some good if their approach was a little different? Always. Okay. Our approach with any issue, you, you come in soft, you know. I mean, right. I mean, seriously. It obviously there was a blatant. They felt, and there could have been mm-hmm. an issue. Mm-hmm. So, uh, some people just are ready to tell you, "There's you're right. you're messing up," and. uh most of us in recovery, have, we know we're messing up, and we didn't need to be hit that hard. They, so that almost sounds like it isn't the taking of the inventory that's necessarily wrong. It's more of the approach. It, it, was, it is most often the approach. The approach. You can inventory 
and you can help inventory people. And I'm sure as we go on with this conversation today, we'll talk more about that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, your approach on talking with somebody about an issue, yeah, can make or break the whole situation. So let's flip it. Have you ever taken somebody's inventory? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just, I just did. <laughs> sure. Marv, have you ever taken somebody's inventory and just were like, wow. <laughs> Wait, what was that? I have. <laughs> yeah, I have. Yeah, me too. Johnny, you done it? Oh, all the time. Yeah. I still do it. I mean, I'm not perfect. I'm not going to admit that. Like, I don't do it anymore. Sure. Like, I had a rant this morning about right. inventory. So, right. I'm ready. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> it's not about being perfect on the inventory because sometimes we need to take inventory and help others. But once again, it gets back to the approach. Yeah. You know, if you see somebody <clears throat> blatantly harming themselves or something, if you come in and approach them right because you love them or, or they're going to kill somebody else or whatever's <laughs> going on, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. the inventory is a good thing. Sure. It, it really is. And it can help somebody. But it can also, if you jump in too quick, and I have taken it, and I still will always do it, some of it's good, too. You know, I, mm. I don't know. Uh, sometimes I inventory my quick thought about somebody, and it's safe. Mm-hmm. I realize, all right, you're not safe. I need to step away from this issue. So, yeah, I've taken plenty mm-hmm. of inventories. I've prejudged people. And as I get down the line, uh, I think, oh, man, you know what? This person just needs help. He doesn't He doesn't need what I thought he needed. Right, right. So I think there's a difference between making an observation and coming across with condemnation towards somebody, condemning them. B- big word right there, condemnation. Yeah. Um. It's interesting to me. I was watching uh, one of my least favorite talk shows, and being a broadcaster, I make it my what? business to listen to a lot of different talk <laughs> shows, even ones I don't like. I was going to say, why are you listening to it? Well, because I, I want to hear the other side of things, and you know, it's just kind of it piques my interest, and right. I want to be informed. And and uh, there is uh, this one particular uh, daytime talk show uh there's this one lady on there that she's always quoting from the book of matthew judge not least ye be judged and and yet as far as following any other kind of biblical concept she is far from it but she throws that verse around you know like that that's that's your default go to about everything. Well, you can't be judging people. Don't don't judge. The Bible says not to judge. Well, she's wrong about that. You know, she's taking that out of context. And I know I know people that use that verse, but they don't live by any other Bible verse. But they live by that one, <clears throat> and and they use it as a defense mechanism because they don't want you to call them on their baloney. And so they'll throw that in your face. We are called to make judgment calls. And we've talked about this before. We are called to make judgment calls every single day. What we're not called to do is condemn. And 
and and even in the area of judgment, we're not always the person that perhaps is the Best one that's judge. <laughs> the one that we may make the judgment call, but we may not be the one that needs to be making the approach. Sometimes we're we may be right about the judgment call we're making, but it may be that we're being made aware of that because God wants us to pray for the person, not because God wants us to confront the person. And so that takes some experience and some practice to know when to do that, when to keep our mouths shut and when to pray for that individual. Um, So, you know, the Bible is very clear also that uh, Christians, uh, so I'm speaking to all those that are listening that are born again believers here, that we are to judge one another. We are to take one another's inventory and hold each other accountable. Firm, but never harsh. Kindly, in a loving manner. That doesn't mean we're patting each other on the bottom. It means that we confront when we need to, um, but we do it in a loving way. But we're not to do that with people that are not believers, because why would we? Why would we? That would be like expecting... Uh, the the guy that mows my lawn to understand the plumbing in my basement. Why can't you fix my plumbing? Because I'm not a plumber. I'm a lawn care guy. So why don't you act like a Christian? Because I'm not a Christian. Well, then I shouldn't expect him to act like a Christian, right? So we're not to judge the world. Um, We are to hold each other accountable. And so you want to call that inventory? I guess. Um, But I think... What we have to be careful with is as we are making these observations about one another, are we taking them before God and asking him to direct what we do? Or are we just jumping and pointing our bony finger at somebody in a harsh judgmental manner and condemning them? And I do believe that we're all capable of doing that because we're emotional people. The big book talks about alcoholics are very emotional, uh, you know. Um, but is it okay to take inventory? I think it absolutely is. I, I tell my my sponsees, I said, listen to what's being said in a meeting. Take inventory of what's being said, not for the purpose of malice or condemnation, but to help use this in your own recovery. There's things that you don't want to do and there's things that you don't want to repeat and you need to be able to take inventory to do that. Now, so is it the inventory that's wrong or is it the approach? And I think it's the approach that's right or wrong, not not the inventory. Um, my sponsor, I, I was dealing with uh, a gentleman, this was my probably about towards the end of my first year in the rooms, and this guy was just constantly coming up to me and pointing these things out. And just, I, I had just had it. And I went to my sponsor and I said, what do I do with this guy? And he said, all right, this is what I'm going to suggest you do. Whenever he approaches you about something that you're doing, simply say, thank you. I'll consider that. I said, well, I can do that. He goes, both parts? And I said, what do you mean? He goes, well... What part can you say? And I said, well, I can say thank you. So what I really want you to do is consider it. Now, that was rough because I wanted to say thank you, I'll consider that, just kind of blow them off. 
to get him off my case. But my sponsor wanted me to really consider, go home and really consider what the guy said. And if he was right, maybe I do need to work on that. And if he's wrong, no harm done. So that's one way you can approach it if somebody is calling you on stuff and you really haven't given them permission to or they're being harsh. It's just simply say, thank you. I'll consider that. Your thoughts, Tony? Oh, I mean. <laughs> I mean, that's a huge thing to say. Thank you. I'll consider that. Sure it is. Especially I mean, if you because, to mean it. Yeah. I mean, anybody can say it, but to mean it is a whole different world. Like, especially what I'm going through right now. It's like, you know, I have so much anger and resentment. You, well, you got people just being mean to you. Yeah. And that's not the same thing. That, well, that's no, just and malice and that, mean. But to just yeah. say thank you and I'll consider that, I mean, that's a big statement. Well, I think, I think also, I think there's a time when it's okay to tell somebody it's not okay to talk to me in that manner. Yeah. I think it's okay to do that. If somebody is being vicious... Uh, cruel, harsh, it's all right to say, you know what? That doesn't work for me. Uh, there's another word. Um, confused. It's confusing or they're confused? Yeah, it's confusing. Right. Yeah. Because, I mean, for somebody just to say that statement and not have anything to back up, sometimes I think is wrong. <clears throat> And to work so hard for something, I don't know. Yeah. Marv? Yes, sir. Oh, he didn't say what. (laughs) (laughs) It's just Uh, hard. Have you ever... Go ahead. You know, what I was just just thinking about, though, is uh, for the most part, those of us that are... are, uh, in AA or NA or mm-hmm. try, any twelve step fellowship, yeah, trying yeah. to move forward, or and even even if we've uh, accepted Christ or not, here's the thing: a lot of people growing up did not have an inventory taken on an affirmative side. Oh, you bet. It was always always negative. Always negative. Why can't you be like your brother? So, Why can't you? Yeah, put, yeah that's so, a great point. I get personally a little bit uncomfortable in my own head sure. when I hear things like what you just got through saying. But the thing about it is, is, is what you just got through saying is truth. Yeah. The problem is, is people like me are broken, mm-hmm. and, um, <coughs> and I don't know that I can do that. Thank you. I'll, I'll, I'll consider, consider it. it. I don't – because – I'm so have been I'm not the same guy I used to be but right. I've yeah. been so programmed for self defense. Oh my god. Self defense, yeah. And to be able to humbly take that. It's in a it's firm, not easy. Affirmative way. Yeah. He said it perfectly. And my background of how I grew up, I'm glad you said programmed. And James will actually agree with this one. Because you were programmed like that, right? Mhm. Yeah. At the age of 3. So thank you, Mark, for saying that. Because um, people don't understand like upcoming or upbringing and then being programmed. It's two totally different sure. worlds. And and the other thing I was going to say, um, I will not myself, unless uh, there's danger to life or unsafe mm-hmm. situation, 
I will not verbally say that to somebody. Point something out. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 well, for one thing, confrontation is a bad thing for me. Right. But what I will do, um, I've noticed people take confidence in me, mm-hmm. and they will come up and talk to me about stuff that has to do with, really, they're taking their own inventory. They've got a problem with what's going on, and they want yeah. to talk about it and do something. Yeah. <coughs> then I'll approach it. Because then you kind of have the green light. <coughs> yes. To do so. Yeah. Yeah. And and and, you're, and I and, don't always tell them what they want to hear either. Right. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> but like you said, the you know, the the door's been open. Yeah. And, yeah. So I don't know. Well, and I agree. And I, I, I think, and I'll be really honest, that, you know, I've had several opportunities where I did say thank you, I'll consider that. But I can't tell you that it, it, it was all peaches and cream. Because right. cause in my head, I'm thinking, why well, you jerk. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm saying uh, the words because my sponsor told me to say the words, you know, kind of like act as if, right? But inside, I'm just thinking, you know, you I'm going to burn you down. You, <laughs> I'm going to burn you. You snake in the grass. You know. Oh, howdy. Oh, gee. Uh, yeah, because we we are defensive. Part of that is because if we've grown up having to protect ourselves or, you know, protect our emotions and, and we, if we don't know any better, we only know what we know, you know, and I think th- this kind of speaks to that attitude that some of us have experienced, the, what I call the shut up and sit down attitude that, that yeah. at one time, I don't, I don't know, I haven't heard it <clears throat> in a while, but at one time it was kind of prevalent within the 12-step rooms where you would get some you know, pseudo old timer. That's somebody that's been around a while time wise, but really isn't an old timer as far as really knowing the program. They just are as far as time goes. And they would say something like, uh, you're brand new. You have nothing to say. Sit down, shut up, take the cotton out of your ears, shove it in your mouth and listen, or, you know, that kind of, that's a, that's a form of being an inventory taker. You don't, you don't know me when I walked in there. You don't know, you know, when I walked, you guys, when I walked into, the rooms of the 12 steps, you could crush me with a word. And if somebody had told me that on my first day, I may not be alive today. You know, I mean, I, yeah, was was I wearing my emotions on my sleeve? Sure I was. Uh-huh. I didn't know any other way to do it. And and so, if some, so thank goodness that didn't point? happen to me. Yeah. And this is just very random. And I don't, know if it has anything to do with anything we're talking about but i would like to point out to people that don't know or don't understand yeah not to put people down because we're going through this right you don't know what they're going through we don't know what people are going through and it's harsh that people do that Mm mm-hmm Especially normal people. Normal. Well, people that think people that, <laughs> yeah. think, that, people that think they're normal. Normal. Uh, I'm hmm. sorry, I didn't mean to just jump in, but that's what I get a lot. Right. 
So when people act that way, when people take your inventory, especially when they're family, in a destructive manner, is it possible that they're in great pain? I don't know. You think never, maybe? Sometimes people treat other people out of their pain. We lash out. All right. Yeah. It, it that's just I'm our sorry. It's our human response. You know, mm-hmm. and we put up that defense mechanism. Somebody comes and says, "Oh, I love what your sponsor said there about uh, thank you." Mm-hmm. And I'll consider. I'll consider that. I mm-hmm. was I was dwelling on that. That's hard to say thank you when there's this. When you're it, not feeling very I'm thankful. Not, yeah, I'm, I really <laughs> don't want to hear that from you. All right, right. Because I'm already inventorying what you just did. yesterday yeah all right but i want to add that when somebody says that and if you can get uh, if you can get past the fact that you're taking their inventory too when they say when you said good point when you said would you consider it that gives you an opportunity to take your inventory Mm -hmm. all right you don't have to you don't have to put up this force field or anything else if you can get in your walk to a point where, all right, I'm going to be humble enough. I'm going to be humble enough to say thank you and take a step back and possibly realize what this person is telling you. Their approach may be wrong in your eyes or it just may be too harsh or whatever's going on in your life is the fact that maybe if you can step back and take a little personal inventory and go, all right, maybe maybe I do need to take a look at that closer sure so it uh, i understand the it's hard to say thank you when you're not feeling very thankful about what just came in your face yeah and really to be honest if when somebody does that to me i don't immediately i don't immediately default to oh thank you so much <laughs> no <laughs> no right i'm not i'm not pulling out a three by five card and working a four step around it right then <laughs> on I that mean, yeah i mean i'm i'm on, i'm driving fast on the way home I'm yeah exactly i'm out i'm you know <laughs> Sorry, i'm guys. i'm eating four extra drink. burgers because i'm upset oh my gosh. over this <laughs> i am telling you i cannot tell you how many times i've ordered two whoppers yeah <gasps> i love whoppers because somebody upset you push my buttons yeah so but you shouldn't repeat it though to somebody though this this is difficult because we do put up that force field and i i really don't like being told that i'm doing something wrong even no. if i am so yeah. it it's but you ad- shouldn't be reminded of what you did wrong this, all the time no no there comes a point when that's that's just abuse yeah. That's all I can say. Well, and if you are doing something deliberately that you should not be doing, and it's deliberate, and it is affecting the group as a whole, mm-hmm. right, there is a proper way to go about that. Whether it's a church setting, Rotary Club, AA, whatever it is, there's usually a formula within organizations on how to deal with somebody that's doing that. And it's probably not your job to tie them to your bumper and drag them around town. You know what I mean? <laughs> that sounds like a dead dog. Well, there's people that will do that. I well, mean, and that's what I was trying to say earlier. Yeah. And especially when it's family that does it, it just hurts. So there is a place in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous in the fourth step that talks about how to deal with difficult people. Mm-hmm. 
And it, 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 it says perhaps the people that have wronged us are perhaps spiritually sick. And though we did not like their symptoms, remember what a symptom is. That's the outward manifestation of an inward condition. That's not the problem. Right. That's the outward manifestation of the problem. The, so the, the symptom might be they're taking your inventory or they're constantly condemning you or they're telling you to shut up or whatever it is they're doing. Though we did not like their symptoms and the way they affected us, they like ourselves, and that's the key piece, uh-huh. were sick too. So now all of a sudden the playing field is level. I'm no better. I'm no worse. I get it. Now, the way they're affecting now, there are people that have talked to me in a way I would never talk to anybody and never have. But there'd be other areas of my life that I do things that they may never do. So I have to realize that at the foot of the cross, the playing field is level. And so that, and again, I don't think like that when I'm in the middle of it. (laughs) It's after I come home and, Mm. you know, Marcia says, settle down. (laughs) You you know, uh, that I kind of process it and then I'm able to do it. I wish I could immediately, you know really mean it and say, gee, thank you. Thanks for pointing that out. I'll consider that. You know what? You are a gift to my life. I really wish I could say that and mean it. Truth Mm. be told, probably not so much. Not at least in the middle. (laughs) I love you so much. Thank you for being so critical. Uh, But the fact is people are going to take our inventory. It's kind of the nature of of, and, and we're going to take theirs. And we're going to take theirs. It's going to happen. You know, yeah. and, and just because I was sitting in a in an AA meeting one day, and it was one of those meetings where the F word was coming out of everybody's mouth, mouth ears, nose. I mean, it was one of those meetings. E-N-T. It was just like, what is going on? Everybody was just, it was just a rough day for people. And they were spewing all this ugly verbiage out and I'm sitting there and I'm thinking to myself what is wrong with you but do you know what in my head I wasn't speaking it you were saying it but I was <laughs> I was saying what's wrong with you in my mind and what's the word of God said if we think it it's like we've done it so I was just as guilty you know, and it was all over my face. I mean, people are looking at me like, you know, and somebody called on me and I said, I'll pass. Oh, oh yeah. That, oh. that spoke volumes right there. <laughs> and you stopped by and got some cheeseburgers on the way home. You darn right I did. <laughs> Never go to my family reunion and I can tell you that much. So, you know, there's always going to be, there's going to be people that are looking in fact, the the graphic that is on the YouTube version of this show has a guy with a pair of binoculars looking straight at you. There are people that are going to look at us through magnifying glasses, and they're waiting to see what we're going to do. And as people that have a relationship with the Creator, people that, <clears throat> that, that are boasting that our relationship with God is the greatest thing that's ever happened to us, they're wanting to see if we're the real deal. And they're they're watching us, and some of, some of them will try to bait us to see what'll happen. Yeah. So we have a responsibility uh, to, at the very least, ask God for help when this happens to us. 
And I don't know about you guys, but I fail miserably more than I succeed. So my inventory in that area is that I I I need I I need my headphones to work better. I need um, <laughs> I need God's help in in dealing with people that are difficult that do that. And then I got to watch out that I'm not doing it too. And it's it's hard because and Tony, you and I talked about it before the show. People are losing their minds. People are just and that that's an that's an observation that I'm making. People are just getting weirder and weirder and weirder. And we and joke about it. We say we blame it on chemtrails. And that may or may not be the, the reason. But there is something going on. And it's not pretty. No. And so the sicker people become, the more patience and more prayer and more tolerance we need to show. Amen. You know, we really do. What do horses do, Bruce? Or, oh, Bruce. my God. I don't even know where <laughs> oh, that came from. That's... Marv. Oh, my God. <laughs> Bruce is among us. Right. What he do horses? What do horses do when people take their inventory? They walk away. <laughs> <laughs> do they walk away, Marv? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. All four or run? I don't know. <laughs> Gallop. <laughs> Gallop. Actually, it don't do any good to talk to horses. <laughs> so I I was listening to a, a something. It was in the background on the radio about horse whispering and stuff, and they were talking about. Their eyes are independent of each other. What? They like one eye can move one way and the other one move another way. Is that true? I I've never seen that. No. Our eyes move. He's had normal horses. Like when we look in one direction, both eyes move, but they can actually separate it or something. And they're talking about developing trust with a horse when their eyes do this, then you're starting to develop trust or something. So I thought, hmm, I'm going to bounce that off more. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm trying to move my eyes different ways right now. Because not everything you hear on TV <laughs> or the radio is true. <laughs> uh. Look into that, will you, Marv? Just like you see your horse. Look over here. At least with one eye. <laughs> you can't do it. I'm actually trying to move my eyes. Have you ever seen a cross-eyed horse? No, I haven't. No? What does that mean? They're, where their I eyes mean, are like this. Oh, oh. Yeah. Cross-eyed. He, he actually did it. I know. <laughs> He's not a horse. <laughs> All right. Um, so bouncing off of what a friend of mine is doing um, on Sunday mornings, I thought this would be a good opportunity for next week. So listeners, listen. We're going to call next week's show. You asked for it. If you got a question about recovery, if you got a question about AA, if you got a question about NA, if you got a question about celebrate recovery, if you got a question about sobriety, if you got a question about horses, <laughs> <laughs> whatever your question is, um, try to keep it, you know, associated with recovery in some realm. Um, send in your question, and we'll read them on the air next week. And we'll do our best as a panel of four <laughs> here. Be we'll diligently <laughs> give it a whirl. To, to answer your questions. So um, we're probably not going to be doing any investigation into the questions because I know people's nature is to send the email in the day before. <laughs> so we're going to probably be kind of going off the cuff here. But you asked for it as the name of the show next week. And if you have a question about anything that has to do with recovery, um, please ask us. And so you can do that by going to our email, take12radio at comcast.net. This is going to be dangerous. 
You can also you can also go to our Facebook uh, at Take Twelve Radio or our Instagram at Take Twelve Radio and ask a question as well, and then we'll um, field those questions. Yeah, we will. We'll check out those questions and we'll do our best to answer them next week on uh, Monday show. I'm sorry in advance. <laughs> I'm sorry in advance. She said. I'm anxious. Okay, our closing song is by um, the late uh, great Roy Buchanan, and it is entitled. Man on the Floor. Mr. Roy Buchanan. 
Until our next broadcast, this is the Monty Man along with the Take 12 Recovery Radio family, and we are wishing God's perfect serenity for you. Bye-bye now. This has been a broadcast of KHLT Recovery Broadcasting. She's a super cat, super cat, she's super kitty, meow. Yeah, kitty, 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 meow. <laughs> <laughs>